0: episode two the milkman's baby and i'm savannah your host and this one is actually going to be a pretty short episode unfortunately but i will have a part two to it once i'm able to really dig up the rest of this story i'm about to tell you so you're probably wondering why it's called the milkman's baby but when i was younger and to this day i always tell people i'm the milkman's baby especially when they're like your eye color where'd you get it what parent and I'm like I'm the milkman's baby that's where I am but I wanted to read you guys the urban dictionary definition because it's kind of funny I literally just put milkman in and it was like a person that handles slash pleases the wifey slash girlfriend when the husband or the boyfriend is away example the baby doesn't look anything like you better ask the wife about the milkman so, back in the day, 1920s, 40s, 60s, all the things, husbands used to go to work, right? Cool. Love that. Wives were home. Milkmen would be bringing the milk, but also probably getting the milk at the same time. All these babies started coming out, not looking like the fathers, aka resulting in the milkman's babies. So, I always say that simply because I don't look a lot like my mom, And then, of course, I don't look like my stepdad because we are not blood. But I always, like, don't mention, I mean, it's pretty obvious that I have a biological father out there or sperm donor, whatever we want to call him. So I say I'm the milkman's babies for that reason. But also because I really don't talk about my real dad. Um, He was in prison my entire life, up until I was 16, he got out on early release due to good behavior or something like that and the reason he went to prison was he murdered someone um, he was in prison my entire life I couldn't even tell you like I want to say my mom was still pregnant when he went to prison um, the reason he went to prison was because a guy or a friend of my mom's brought my mother diapers and he assumed that my mom was sleeping with them, flirting with them, whatever. And he shot him. He killed him. Uh, <laughs> saying that out loud is so weird. Because I never, ever talk about it. I don't even think I've talked about this in therapy. My therapist is going to listen to this and be like, what in the heck did we miss about shot Shada? No, she probably doesn't even know have a podcast. Anyways. Also... There was a mattress that we owned for a long time. This is very off topic, but I just remembered. And there was little slits in it. And every time I was changing the sheets, I was like, what are these little slits on this mattress? And this was like an old time mattress. So like you could feel the springs. It was like that weird material because new mattresses are not like that nowadays. I can't even describe it. And my mom goes, oh yeah, that's where your dad tried to stab me. I was like, excuse me? She was like, yeah, those are stab marks with a knife. I'm like, excuse me? (sighs) You know, the older you get and the more that you find out about like you find out about your parents past, the more you start to understand them. And I think there's a lot about my mom's past that really shapes who she is as a person. I mean, granted, she got pregnant with me at 16, had me, got kicked out of her house, still got educated, went to school, rode the bus every day to get to school, took me with her. Like, I could not even do that now. Like, I am 26 years old, and I could not even imagine having a kid of my own. I always talk about it. I'm like, i want a kid. I'd be a great mom, which I would. But we all know, I am not ready. Until I'm shaking my ass on a yacht in a thong i'm having a baby just kidding i am just alright to say that <laughs> so long story short my dad was in prison and i probably only have one photo of this man um in my phone and i think i might actually maybe put this on instagram at savvy S vibes or this might even be the cover of this podcast. Who knows? When I go to upload it, I will decide. cite Um, We'd write letters back and forth. I would go see them on certain holidays that I was allowed to. And I'll never forget, every Christmas, this church organization that would bring presents to prisoners' kids brought me a Bible. And it was a purple leather Bible I'll never forget. And inside of it was pretty much just like, Merry Christmas, see you soon, love your dad. But then there was also parts of this Bible that were like, highlighted. And in a sense, to me, now that I think about it, it was almost like, he was like, look, God forgives me and my sins, so should you. And it really didn't mean anything to me back then, but now that I think of it, I'm like, that's not how this works. Just because you're able to sleep at night knowing that God forgives you and your sins and the life you took does not mean that your daughter, whom you do not speak to, nor reach out to, should have to forgive you. And the older I got, the more that random people would pop into my life that were like involved with him. It started with one of his sons reaching out to me saying, hey. I'm a half-brother, and he had the exact same name as my father, with Junior on the, like, end of it. And I was like, oh, no. And then his mom added me on Facebook, and then his sister. And, they're pretty much just, like, trying to be in my life. And it's not lining up with me. It's not registering with me because I didn't have a relationship with my biological father. Like, he may have, but I didn't get that. And so I have a weird disconnect and maybe even resentment towards this family. And on top of that, the first thing they say to me is that your mom took you away from this side of the family. It's your mom saw it, your mom, your mom, your mom, your mom. No. It's not my mom. It's the fact that my dad murdered somebody and went to prison. That is not on my mother. Okay? So I felt like every time I came into contact with anybody involved in this side of the family, it was negative. And I do remember, you know, being around his mom, being around his brother, and I almost felt like I talked to his brother more than I talked to him, clearly. I actually look a lot like his brother. There's a picture of us that I still have to this day, where I'm like, maybe I am the Milkman's baby. (laughs) Just kidding, sorry, Mom. Um. (laughs) So I talked to more than, like, I talked more to them then I did my even, why can I not speak right now? My own father. Okay guys, you know what I'm talking about over there. And then one day I personally just decided to stop. I felt like it was so much work to try to keep this relationship alive with side of the family. I always thought it was negative and they were always blaming my mom. And I'm like, my mom was 16 when she had me like guys, a, I have a 16 year old sister. 17 now, but she's still 16 in my eyes. And I could not imagine seeing her with a kid. Like, that's young. I still look at her as a child. Even though she's not, I know she's going to hate me saying that, she's not a child, she's grown. But not for a baby. I tell her that all the time. I'm like, don't you dare. Anyways, moving on from that, my real dad would send child support and i'll never forget because i opened one of them one time it was five cents i think the highest she ever got was maybe three dollars and i get it it's prison wages like he got paid little to nothing but don't even send it at that point like he has you because due to the government whatever my mom wouldn't cash him she didn't save him she didn't cash him she did not want him she did it all by herself. My stepdad was amazing and showed up and that. Why would she take, out of sex? And it got to a point where I was, I was even offended, and I wasn't the one paying my bills. Um, so child support was a no-go for her. my mom. She really did it all by herself, and she never put any negative image of my dad in my head. She gave me a hundred percent my choice. and was like, you can talk to him, you cannot talk to him you can be random you cannot be random and i never thought he'd get out of prison and i can't remember how i found out that he was being released on early or like good behavior early release but shortly around that time i come out to my car at school it's my senior year and there was a note on it and it literally said can't wait to see you love dad and i was like excuse me I was like called my stepdad I was like listen did you put a note on my car he was like I've been at work I was like okay and all I could think of I was like oh my god my biological father knows where I live he's coming to get me like I'm I'm not ready for this come to find out my friend who had the same car as me her dad was a UPS driver and our school was in the middle of a neighborhood sat by to pop a little Dad note on her car, but he put it on my car, and I was like, I was so scared. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I was so scared. I haven't talked to this man in probably ten years. I get this note on my car. I know he's out of jail. And I'm like, No, absolutely not. But then, like a couple weeks later, I get a Facebook like friend request from him. And so I only accepted it because it was right around Father's Day, and I was like yeah I'm gonna post my stepdad and I'm going to show this man who filled his shoes when he couldn't because like I said my stepdad is just my dad and he is amazing he's my best friend we have matching tattoos okay that is my dad and so I added him and he would try to talk to me and I wouldn't respond I was like this is too weird for me and then when I scrolled back on his Facebook There's, like, old pictures of me from when I was, like, young. And I was like, why do I need to get all these photos? Because, I mean, I made my Facebook when my freshman year. But it was private. It was super private because my parents were like, we don't want you having a public Facebook. Safety, cool. So I don't know where he got those photos, but it was really weird. And it's photos only my friends could see at that time. But he was posting them, and he was like, my beautiful daughter, my oldest daughter, No. It was creepy. Don't do that. You don't know me. You only donated your sperm. Okay? Okay. So, fast forward like a year, I get a text from an old high school best friend of mine. And she was like, is your dad Curtis? And I had never mentioned my dad to my friends. And I was like, yeah, why? And she's like, He works for me at Dunkin Donuts like your dad works here and I was like that's fucking weird that my biological father's working with an old best friend from high school and then she proceeds to be like he's so cool and I'm like oh no 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 what we're not gonna do is talk about how cool he is because he was in prison for a murder my entire life and did not care to talk to me so he's not cool. And then she also mentioned that he loved me so much and wanted her to say hi for him. No. Also, that's not what we're going to do. Because that's weird. And so, everything I was like, what is happening? Like, a person that was really close to me, now I spent with him on Facebook, and I just really didn't even want him on Facebook anymore. So, I took him off. And eventually, I got another friend request from him, different page, and he's back with one of the moms of my half siblings so somebody he used to be with which is even more weird to me because that was the same sibling that was like trying to get me in his life and i'm like could you imagine if i did have him in my life and then he had our biological father like come back into our life no it's weird i don't know i'm not a fan of it With that being said, all that stuff I just told you, that's really all I know about my dad. And I think that's kind of sad. And it really does suck because I feel pretty lost on that side of my, like, bloodline. Um, Being half African American and not knowing anything about yourself, about your family, where you originate nothing, sucks. Because I've always had kind of an identity crisis of where I don't feel like I know where I fit in. But that's for a whole another podcast, and that's for a whole nother day. But I kind of just want to share a little bit about my biological father, where Savannah came from, why she's not blonde hair, blue eyed like her mother, and kind of my little story about my dad. And like I said, I want to give you guys a part two about this, and actually go over, maybe go over the case. But that's gonna be that's gonna be a different one gonna be touchy touchy you know I did attempt to pull his records um and when I was pulling them it kept warning me it kept saying like be aware what you might find and these records it's really sensitive and just kind of give me a warning and I was like mm, maybe I should talk to my therapist about this before I just go and open up this part of my life so stay tuned for that So glad that I got to share this side of me, um, it's not a side that my friends really even know, my mom doesn't talk about it, but I think it's something that I need to start opening up and learning about because it's been shut off for so long, um, I can't run away from that forever, it is what it is, the facts are facts that that is my biological father. But you know what? I had a mom that stepped up. I had a dad that stepped up. I have amazing siblings. And I just love my family so much. So I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day, night, evening, morning, whenever you're listening to this. And I will see you guys in two weeks.